0: Welcome to the Lighthouse Experiment, a Freedom Center Church podcast. Welcome back to the Lighthouse Experiment podcast. This is Asha Chandler and Pastor Jim Parkin, and we're back.
1: Yes, you Okay. We there?
0: Are. are you I'm okay? What's to... going on? Wrong time. I might time be a little tender. I might noise. be a little
1: tender. So, man, let's recap. Our friends okay. got baptized. I know. And I was in on it. What? It was so cool. So, yeah.
0: I cried through the entire time, and then later <laughs> that day when everybody left, I watched the videos I took because I was taking pictures for uh-huh. them. I cried all the way through again watching the videos over. It was such a cool day. It was so- That's
1: what Carrie said, too, that she can't watch, like, ever, especially that day, but, like, ever can't watch baptisms without crying. That's- and you know Tracy can't.
0: <laughs> oh, no. Okay, so Nick and I got up, and we were kind of coming over by the fence so we could kind of look, and I look across both <laughs> baptism tanks and I see Tracy and I'm like, and she's, her face is all like scrunched and she's got, and I'm like, oh, shoot dang. If she's crying, I literally told myself, nobody else mm-hmm. is standing there with me. And I'm like, if she's crying, I'm crying. So I like scooted right over there to her. I'm like, Tracy, <laughs> I gave her a hug. Oh, so
1: cool, man. Right. Though so it's like the whole cool. process of TLE right there. Yes. Culmination. Yeah. So, yeah. And it was really was cool
0: because, um, come to find out because of all the COVID and all the things, and this is wasn't this like the first baptism service?
1: Yeah, man, they were they were trying to do it uh, like a month ago, month and a half, I think. It just was when it got turned super cold again. Yeah, and we weren't. It was we were. It was a time frame where they couldn't have done it in inside. So
0: right so what happened was our children's pastor so we had a transition in oh yeah children's pastors that had been with us for i don't know like 10 years or something and so they mm-hmm. transitioned out during COVID last year and then we had young avery and Alyssa marshkey come in as the new children's pastors and that was pastor avery's i think first baptism for one of the kids on on staff So I know it was just really neat on a bunch of layers and Mm -hmm. you being Mm -hmm. able to be a part of it and Pastor Jim and Pastor Jim Wiegand. And so, I mean, it was just, it was was cool. It was was so humbling and honoring to be a part of that, um, to be able to see it. And just, I mean, that whole day was just super cool. So I'm so excited for that family. So, and I, I mean, I'll just say, I know how baptism, I mean, Nick and I were both, baptized as kids but we just went through so much life so by the time we were married and going through our drama and everything like there was a Sunday where Nick and I looked at each other and we're like I think we need to be up there and so that's played such a huge role in our life so even more so to just see somebody take that step is pretty dang cool
1: right and to come up as Lutheran right and then like I've said this on this show before like when I turned 18 and youth was done and then you're just a functioning adult member of the Lutheran church and you need to be doing ushering and you get your personalized hovering envelopes and all the, the whole nine. Well, I got baptized as a baby because that's what they do. Right. But, and there's nothing wrong. That's cool. That's, yeah. That's no how it dishonor goes. or
0: anything. Yeah.
1: No. And I get it. And I even understand the reason, but the opportunity as an adult you know, because I look at it like this too. It's like our like our kids now come up under our faith really, right? Right, as they're young, and then they start figuring it out, and and like as we do children's ministry with house church, they start to figure it out on their own, and they start to you know what I'm saying?
0: Yep, absolutely. But, yeah,
1: well, but we had to... some really
0: cool conversations from that because Kira asked me the same question. My second who's going to be 11 this year she asked that question She was like, mom can you be baptized more than once mm-hmm. so i just kind of talked about that with her a little bit and then she's like well can you get baptized as many times as you want and i'm like well i mean you don't want to just
1: no it's yeah it's not intended I mean, that you just
0: go up and get baptized every single time but it was really neat but for like, her to see
1: yeah it is it's it is cool like griffin and zoe are both like foot down next time like next year, next time we want to be baptized. Like, yeah, hey, Kira that's said the cool. same
0: thing. Kira said the you know, same thing. You know,
1: so we'll we'll start. Maybe we'll run a little series on that from house church and stuff so they get a yep. concept. Anyway, all right. So yeah, it was a good week. Mm-hmm. Good Fourth of July and all that stuff that goes along with it. Mm-hmm. So anyway, moving into tonight's episode, like I messaged you earlier, I'm gonna get a little. We're going to talk about some things, but I'm going to be a little transparent for everybody. Talk about some
0: real things.
1: Some real stuff, man. And it's kind, of, it's kind of piggybacking off of last week and kind of like what society and social media, as well-meaning as they are, have twisted the way things like post-traumatic stress and and all the things that go with it or that people say goes with it, you know, so... I just want to shed some light and by doing that or I figured the only way to really do that is to be just explain a little bit about me and how my day to day goes. So if people who know me or listen to this show or whatever, know by now that I'm a on-call fireman and a paramedic and a veteran and all the things. So when you look at like the first responder world, it's pushing like 22 years with fire and EMS Doing the thing, seeing all the stuff, and part of the, like the military training and whatnot is where you learn what people call hyper vigilance or whatever okay you know and it's it's like a training thing, so we'll come back to that okay so what what I find in my life is like especially if it's like me and obviously I love my kids, my kids are amazing, but when it's just me and just them and Carrie's gone, there's a lot of times it's like super overwhelming, like almost too much. Mm. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like if I'm the guy that's going to be entertaining or taking them places or whatever. And a lot of that is because I'm always assessing, um, like super rapid fire. So, as an example, it could be something simple like going to the store, or like taking all three kids. This is the this is the one that really is the hardest when two kids have doctor's appointments, but I have to take all the kids. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's just
0: yeah,
1: it's just so much to me. Dude, and I hate it, that.
0: I hate that. So that's like, where I'm like, I yeah, keep going, keep going.
1: So you know, and it's just like the stuff from the house and there's things that freak me out, and like the dishes in the sink and all the stuff. And I'm not super orderly all the time, but there's just that layer of stuff where it's yeah. just, you know. So basically, I I am never, and you've known me long enough to know this. Ashley, that I am never, ever a hundred percent settled. Right. I am never fully relaxed ever, not ever.
0: Well, I mean, right. Like even the other day when everybody's hanging out at our house, I'm like, this is great. I mean, it's just, because a couple of weeks ago, it was the birthday party with a bunch of other uh-huh. people that you didn't know as well. But then I figured, hey, it's just our group at our house. Right. And you're like, no, I'm still anxious. <laughs> I'm anxious. It's like well, the Hulk. I'm always angry.
1: <laughs> and here's why, though. So so with that training, you know, I've come up through the military mm-hmm. and got into some stuff there and then came up through fire and EMS. And especially, I think, in the later stuff with the fire department, especially – So like a fire, if you're talking about a structure fire, it doubles in size every 15 to 30 seconds. No freaking. So, yeah. So part of what we do. So in my mind, when the rest of us are at a restaurant and everything's cool, I'm like reassessing everything in 30 second increments. So we could all be there talking and I'm talking and I can like 75% engage, but at the same time, not like, that we're threatened, it's like I'm constantly, okay, so if this happens, this like is where we'll math. go. And if this happens to up until like if it, this catches on fire here, we know most of the oxygen is coming through the front door. So that'll be a bad way to go because that's how it's vented and fire needs oxygen. And like, yeah, all the time. I'm always constantly,
0: that's if
1: this happens, this is what we need to do. If this happens, this is what we need to do. To the point where, like I said, I'm never, ever fully on um, relaxed. And I would say that I've seen dudes, this is going to sound mean, and please don't take offense, and there's not very many beta dudes that listen. So, like, when you see, like, beta dads, dudes that can be fully relaxed and just in the moment, you know, I've seen guys like that out, like like at eating food at restaurants at wherever, at... <sighs> Disney World, when we were there, like, but I'm like, man, I'm envious that you have no idea. Yeah. That there's 700,000 threats all around you and you're just moseying on by. And, you know, like that place was too much. That place, dude, we went through, Reagan was teeny tiny. So the other kids were obviously quite a bit smaller and people are just so and i don't i know that that no one's being malicious they're just caught up in their own moment in their own vacation with their own family But just cutting you off and bumping into my kids
0: yeah yeah and
1: it's just it's just a lot right but yes, it is all of that to say this though i think that that hypervigilance is just training it's just how me, like me and guys like me and gals like me That's how we were trained. That's how we now perceive the world. The Kind of the side effect is that I can't really fully relax because I'm always assessing, you know, I'm always watching and just planning stuff out. But I don't think, in my opinion, I'll say this. I will say, in my expert opinion, (laughs) that's not, you know, I don't think you can exclusively Nail that as a symptom of post traumatic stress. I think for most of us that have been military or first responders, you know, law enforcement, all of that, it's just how we're trained and how our mind is right. wired to see things.
0: Well, and I think that if you look at the definition of PTS and PTSD, that doesn't, that that's, it's not the training causing the stress. We're talking right. about trauma that has called, caused stress. Right.
1: And then, but it gets kind of whitewashed, you know what I mean? It yeah, gets like that broad absolutely. rush joke.
0: Well, and I think, you know, because I, I've thought about that a bit, too, because both Nick and I, in our own ways, will get a little bit anxious or stressed. And certain, like, I have no desire to take all four small children to Disney World. That seems, like, not so much fun <laughs> for, for Nick and I. Um, but I, I will say that as a parent, to be constantly scoping, like where my children are, there might not be the training that you're doing. So, for you, you're doing the calculations. And for a different person who may look distracted or anxious or not, you know, quote unquote, 100% present, they're busy filling their brain with a bunch of other information. You know what I mean? So, I think that it's, I think people aren't necessarily aware of what's going on in your brain. And just like you're saying, like just kind of labeling it something because they don't understand.
1: Right. And that's, and the thing too, a big thing, like to me, one of the most important things is nobody likes the D, because post-traumatic stress, if you please, (laughs) because D, because this disorder
0: is when you're stuck, right?
1: That, that means that makes it sound so much dirtier, so much more of a problem. Yeah. You know, everybody, you know, post-traumatic stress. Yep. I can tell you this, that I, a lot of the time, wish that I could settle down and just be relaxed and, like, completely settled. But I have never been, like, so messed up by that. Not one time, ever. Saved or no, ever thought about taking my own life. Not once. Like, for me, nothing's ever. There's nothing that could be that bad. That's just me. I can't say that for everybody. Everybody's right. different. Everybody has a different, you know, but yeah, for sure. I see people that are just, everything's cool. And I've totally been like, I'm jealous of that guy. I like, at the same time, he has no idea. He has no idea, see? but he's, but it's like, you know what and I mean?
0: He, maybe he just hides it well. You know what I mean? Because me being somebody that's very like I don't have that experience, I don't have that training. I have looked at people like you and I'm like you look pretty dang relaxed. You're like you're super it's intelligent, like, super trained. Like a duck. Yeah. And you don't know and it's taking time to get to know you and your family to actually know okay. what those signals are.
1: <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Dude.
0: And I've also Uh had people tell me that, like, you don't seem like I, there's still been plenty of times where on the way to something I'm nervous, and then by the time I can just find one person to talk to, I'm so much better than I was on the way there, you know what I mean? So, I mean, I think that, I think there's relatable layers to this, and for me that's all always a goal of mine is to try to find some place of commonality some starting point where we can kind of start to grasp and understand each other a bit more and um because there's definitely trauma in very different categories that i might have pts for something different you know what i mean i think for Mm -hmm. the longest time i couldn't even sit in the same room with somebody that was having a beer or wine or something because the only thing I knew growing up was that when somebody has alcohol they get really scary and dangerous so just seeing somebody have alcohol made my heart race made like just I couldn't do it and it took me a long time to get to a place where I knew I was okay and I knew what my boundaries were and what all that looked like and stuff like that so I I don't know I just I think that Again, I think the whole point is this specific episode and conversation is for folks to not necessarily just put a stereotypical label on something and just assume that it looks a certain way, you know.
1: And I will say this from also to be just, this is my fully transparent episode, but like early on before we started this process, how it even be like, like. It's important to bring civilians alongside, but there's no way they're ever going to know. There's no way. No way. To the point, and if I'm totally honest with you, I'd be like, "There's, there's no point in telling me that you have any type of trauma that could relate at all. But a lot of that, too, though, was from the way that with social media. Social media takes every single thing and put it at such a grand scale that that now, like, for as an example, there was a, a young adult like in, back in the encounter days. I was at church. I can't remember what. I don't think it was one of those intergenerational things. Remember when like yeah. men's and women's would split off? But it was the end of the night, and it was a situation where they had asked people to stay to help reset the auditorium. Okay. So I was standing in the door and I was watching a dude, but he was out of some in that one of the doors of the main auditorium and he's down by the kids in and I was just, just watching because it didn't seem. And, and the question I was asked was like, you seem, it was, you seem hypervigilant or something. And, I didn't really respond. And then the question was, well, so what's your trauma? And I was thrown off by that because it's just for, for I'll speak for veterans and first responders for us. It's just a part of life. It's just, yeah. Everyone's been through some junk, but I was almost, almost offended by like, Hey, wait a second. Don't take this thing that these people or, or that, that people Suffer from, and make it this generic trending thing, yeah. And now, like, you know what I mean. So, yeah. Yeah. so to be honest with with things like that, I'd be like, man, don't, you know. In that particular situation, I didn't say it. I was just as gracious as I could be, and I was like, well, I'm, I'm on security, so I'm working right now, but and I'm just watching this dude, and then she was like, oh, okay. But really, in my heart, I was like, how dare you try to compare something that happened at high school to what I'm doing, you know, like, but people don't know. And so it's unfair for people don't know. And And I, and I think
0: that a lot of people maybe are speaking out of their own thing because they don't have like they don't have that viewpoint that you you don't they don't have that reference that you're coming from. They mm-hmm. just have theirs. So maybe they went through something in high school and that's why they're just assuming that you have trauma instead of realizing that you have training. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? And so, yeah. you know, I, it's not all apples to apples, but. Right.
1: And, and that's, I, mean? I think that's a big societal problem <laughs> is, yeah. is the way we compare and contrast is not wrong, it's actually quite right if you want to like how we save the world is to know our neighbors well not just assume we know but to know know like take the time you know so but that goes across all those layers right like don't think you know as a matter of fact ask i'll tell you i just did on this episode i'll tell you what i got going (laughs) on you know when you when i look distant that's because i'm figuring out how i'm gonna get all these people out the building
0: right
1: You know, and then 30 seconds later, I'm doing it again. I'm like making plan C and then D and then E, you know, and it's just, it just is what it is. I don't necessarily feel lost in it. I just, it's just how my brain has been trained to fire. And I don't think you can undo it. Right. That's why it was such a big deal for Adam last week. So yeah, it's just good training. (laughs) There's nothing wrong with what you're doing right It's just like well, and
0: then to understand there's layers of it so part of it might be just really great training hold on to mm-hmm. that and if there's times where you need to be able to shut that off like what that looks like for you to minimize the distractions or you know do whatever you need to do but to just kind of own it and if there's something you're still stuck on again layers of us being human mm-hmm. you know yeah you know this that's quite interesting
1: you know? so i was looking at and this is going to be kind of a weird pivot and i understand and for our listeners i'm sorry that i'm not sorry but I mean, this is going to be weird <laughs> but but we're going to get into it so i was reading today i really like the 23rd psalm you know i really do yeah but what i was going to do is like Right at the beginning, the Lord is my shepherd. I lack like nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures, mm-hmm. leads me beside still waters. Uh, he refreshes my soul. Mm-hmm. But then we come down a little further where it says, even though I walk through the darkest valley or the valley, of the shadow of death, mm-hmm. as you might have heard it elsewhere, yeah. I fear no evil for you are with me. And for me, that's the great comfort. I'm not so, I get it that it's biblical, those calm still times but i'm just created for a time such as this and if we agree with that then we agree that it's okay for me to be wired how i'm wired because there's a purpose behind it so the valley of the shadow of death part for thou art with me that's where like in that scripture that's like really my comfort if that makes sense
0: no, that makes sense.
1: Like, that's really I good. dig it, but I'm, I'm better off. I feel better, and like I have said multiple times throughout COVID, you know, when things level up a little, then I feel like I can settle in. It's weird, and I know that's not for everybody, but
0: you know, I told Adam last week. I'm like, I, ah, I don't know. I think some of that stuff you could teach us a bit more, you know, and I, and I think that, um, you know, we said a few weeks ago, embracing the suck. Mm-hmm. So there's definitely a it's
1: difference good for things to be hard
0: it is and there's a difference between walking through foolishness and hurting yourself because you just made decisions that weren't very smart right right sure.
1: yeah I mean, but that's for whole, sure
0: I mean we can't avoid we can't avoid every heartache and every sorrow and every heart
1: why would you want to if that makes sense And it's a thing that I say to people and they look at me like I've lost my mind but why would you want to Would you want, okay, now I'm literally, I'm asking you, would you want everything to be cherries all the time? Nothing ever goes wrong. Nothing ever hurts.
0: I mean, it will be in heaven, Jim.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, but we ain't there yet.
0: I know. Um, No. But it really, I, I think it really... I used to have, years ago, my Facebook, like, you know, a little bit about yourself or whatever. I had a little thing that said, you know, life is hard, but it's beautiful because it's hard. Mm -hmm. You know, and since then, I've kind of walked through some things that that's kind of an understatement, I feel like, you know. I don't know. God's done some pretty amazing things with some pretty horrible times of my life, you know. And uh, I, I don't know. You get to see... I don't know. You just get to see the faithfulness of God from a, yeah. I, You know, I, I, I worded it like this years ago after my brother had passed away. I said, you know, a lot of times when we're riding above the waves, it's beautiful. We see the sun, the waves. We see everything reflecting off the water. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. But when you're under it and you feel a little weighed down and suffocated by it, there's still beauty under that. There's a whole life underneath the water. But when you can look up and still see God, like... Like, Mm -hmm. you get to see him from a completely different perspective and to then realize how faithful and good he is in Mm -hmm. those times, like, that really humbles me, you know. And and we're capable of a lot of really amazing things. And I think then, you know, we get to be there for others. And that's what really humbles me is then out of my own limitness as a human being to be able to be a part of somebody else's story, you know. Mm
1: -hmm. But Well, and that's a big deal. It's a big deal, too, as veterans and first responders to be able to have the stuff for when, excuse me, the next guy comes up. Yeah. And whatever hole they're in is the first time. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah.
1: Like everyone has a first time where they see the suck for everything that it is. And you know what I mean? And they they have to figure that out. So it's important for guys and gals who've come through that to be, to be looking out, which brings me to my next point. Right before we close, I'm going to talk about leadership, you know, and sometimes when everything's super busy and everything's busy for everybody, you're going to have to edit this out or just make it beep. But leadership becomes leadership, you know, and it's like everybody, but it's, Everyone's yeah. so caught up in the yeah. the day to day business, but in these world like in the world I'm working in really in in the everywhere, but when the potential for seeing bad stuff and having heartache and and all the stressors that come with it, like as leaders, whether you officially hold that title or you just are a veteran or a seasoned professional, if I may. Like, it's our responsibility to check up on people. Check up on the people coming up behind us because they probably don't know that they're supposed to say anything. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's like, and that is because leadership, it's a leadership fail when someone goes out and, you know, takes a walk out in the woods and ends their own life if no one ever checked up. no one ever reached out, no one ever feel included, especially young ones, you know, and this is just, I'm just getting a little reality check for everybody, but it's important. It's an important piece of what we do, especially guys and gals with experience, you know, otherwise it's a fail on us. And that's that. I can tell a joke if you want that was pretty heavy no that was (laughs) good
0: I I just didn't want to cut you off um no I think that's really and I think that we notice uh, those warning signs more readily more ahead of time when we've walked that path already
1: Mm -hmm.
0: you know I I know friends that they know other friends that they're worried that they might take a detour down a path that they went and they, they don't want them to have to go through all that, you know, and so... But because they've walked that, they're more tuned in to what's going on with other people. And I think that that's where God won't waste stuff if you've gone through stuff and it's used to you. It's been used to make you more compassionate, just more um, more helpful to others. Somebody needs it, you know. Right.
1: And like, and just reaching out to somebody that you don't know, just that's a thing we do sometimes. And so we're going to issue that challenge right now is to text or message somebody, one person off your list every day in the month of July, really every day forever, but every day in the month of July, just one person. Cause you don't know. Yeah. You don't know, Hey, how you doing could bump them right back into the groove. They could be trailing off could set that one shopping cart wheel straight. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Just that one little text. We see you. How you doing? And that's it. You know what I mean? It's just, it's such a big deal. It's so manageable. Like all of this stuff, all these people hurting themselves, living in despair. It's so manageable by just reaching out. Yeah. You know. So, well, that's all I got. It's good. I still can't believe that. Were we recording when I shared about my neck? We weren't. No, I did not. Oh. All right. So (laughs) before we leave, I got to tell you guys a story. So I went to the chiropractor for my second visit, first adjustment, and the man was showing me x-rays. And he shows me a picture of my neck and one of the little vertebrae, and he shows me where it's consistent with have, having had been fractured, and we can only trace it back to, like, 95. So 27 years later, I figured out my neck had been broken, and that's it. The life of Jim. <laughs> it's the dumbest thing slash coolest thing of all time. I could have just, like, dropped at any given time. Right. for probably like six, eight weeks. And then it was, I don't know. It's just so dumb. Anyways, that <laughs> took a weird twist at the end. But hey, thanks for listening, everybody. And please reach out. Reach out to your people. Check on them daily. Thank you, Freedom Center Church and Kingdom Builders for your continued love and support. And keep following us on Facebook and Insta. And that's it. See you next time.
0: Awesome. See you guys.
1: Bing, bing.